You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is my conversation with a fellow called Harry Koyser. He's the frontman and guitarist of a band from Worcester in the UK called Peace. The reason for the conversation with Harry is to promote the band's brand new album for 2018 called Kindness is the New Rock and Roll. I really enjoyed this conversation with Harry, so let's have a listen to what he has to say. Here we go. Pardon the interruption, Andrew. We have Harry Kaiser on the line. Thank you very much. Hello. Harry, how are you, mate? How's things been treating you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm plugging away. You know how it is, mate. I'm in, uh, I'm in my 40s, mate, so I've got two kids. Yeah, so yeah. if they start yelling in the background and carrying on, mate, apologies in advance. You know how it is, leading the old dad life. Still good. <laughs> mate, let's... Yeah, yeah, I know the story. I know the story. Yeah, yeah. So, um, mate, you in the middle of a tour at the moment or just a bit of a press junket? No, we're, yeah, we're in the tour, on tour in the UK at the moment. Um, yeah, just working our way around for the first time in a long time. Yeah, because you guys have been going for quite a while, haven't you? I mean, it's you're not you're not exactly novices at doing this. You know, you've got your what we say in Australia, your L plates and your P plates off. You've certainly, uh, you know, yeah, you, you're rock and roll veterans in one respect. So, how's this jaunt been for you? What's the reception been like to the new album? It's pretty good, actually. Surprisingly good. I thought that. Um people might take a little bit more time to warm to it, but I've discovered that if you play a song that is similar from the back catalogue to a new song in some respect, whether it be tempo, groove, or vibe, and then play the new one, kind of tricks people into uh, getting into the new one just as much as the one before it. So there's a psychology involved, which I've managed to uh, harness the power of, which um, last night seemed to really work. Um, yeah, it was nice. really good show last night. It was in our top five of all time. Oh, wicked. Okay, so it's it's the old work smarter, not harder mentality at play there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's going, it's going, it's working out at the moment. So the album, it's been out, from what I can tell, mate, um, Rachel sends it across to me, and I've had a really good listen to it. I think it's been out now for about a month or so. So does it deviate much from the albums that you've released in the past so was it one of these albums that you think you've been building to for all of those years that you've been on the road you know producing live shows and and albums and the like is this the definitive statement from the band piece i think so i think basically now that this is kind of like the peace album as well i thought that when we started writing it it was kind of like this is now the album that we've always been waiting to make. The other two are records I love dearly, and I'm sure that like our fan base are very passionately attached to. And you know, those songs will never go away. Um, but this album just seems like it's more about the album than the band, if that makes sense. So it does, yeah. It's yeah. the record that's the big thing. Not the it's not about us. It's not about the four of us. It's about the the, the collection of songs, the record, and the what it means. And um, I think still going to take a little bit of time. You know, it could take years for the record to really grow into mm -hmm. its potential, but um, it's well on the way already after a very short amount of time. I'm so glad you said that because, you know, look, I've done a lot of interviews at this point in time and I've spoken to artists from urban artists, um, metal artists, rock artists, whatever it might be. Now, the impression mm -hmm. that I get from your album here 
is that it will take a while for fans of this type of music to understand what you guys are doing. And it's just not a, a, a you know, a comment yeah. about the sort of people that you're playing music to, but I sort of got the impression that your management or your marketing team might be aiming your music at the fans of Five Seconds of Summer or, or even the more intelligent One Direction fans, excuse me for saying it like that, but I think you know what I mean. But it's a <laughs> it's an album that's going to stick around yeah. for a long time. So is that that's obviously something that you've thought about and, and do, you, do you see that reflected in the audience, that you're getting the sort of people in the audience, you know what I mean when I say this, that you can identify with? Are they the sort of people that are coming along that you would ultimately see if you were leading another life in an alternative dimension that you'd be mates with these people because you've, you've got something in common with them? Or are you seeing that you're, you're getting a lot of people that are just curious that are coming from all walks of life to the shows? I think... Um... That's really interesting what you said. My, someone the other day said to me that, um, you know, um, you die twice when you die and when people stop talking about you, I think. Is the, <laughs> and I said that a, song, a songwriter dies twice, you know, yeah. when I actually die and when people stop singing the song. Yeah. And I think it seems like, you know, this album was an investment in the future in that respect. But um, okay. the people of the shows have been, I think, it, I think this album and this statement draws definitely someone who is very open hearted and kind and up for a good time and the shows have really reflected that the few that we've done so far yeah kind of like the way i was thinking about it the other day i described it as um bananas and lemons and this might take a second to get around to <laughs> but bananas are very very um soft and sweet and designed for their function they're designed to be eaten they like to be eaten they're happy to be eaten and they ripen all the other fruits in the bowl and um they're a very giving fruit and then lemons on the other hand are um smaller and harder and they don't want to be eaten and they're sharp mm. but also they preserve the other fruits like lemon juice and will preserve the other fruit's integrity. And both of them are equally essential in our world, um, but are very different at the same time. And I do think, though, that like on surface value, the uh, kindnesses of New York role is kind of like it's attracting a lot of bananas, if that makes sense. It's kind of like... Yeah. It's, uh, no, I understand it's what you're saying. It's very, very sweet and very open and kind of like... And this is, you know, maybe just the first bit of it. And maybe it's... You know, I don't think that it's um, as polar as that there are only bananas and lemons. There's everything in between. But um, mm. I think, yeah, the vibe of the shows has been very much sort of like sweet and loving and everyone's just very euphoric and there for a good time. Um, which is very good at this early stage, you know. It is. A good place to start, build it out from. And it all goes so well for the future, I think. You know, I mean, are you are you yet to do the transatlantic thing when you go where you go to the states and and introduce your music to them, or is that something you've already done? We're literally this is the the first song we'll go to like college radio in America. I think next week or something. It's going to be our first time um, going over there properly. We did a few tours of America before. Um, but we've never actually done like a promotional run in America. We've gotten and played shows, um, but yeah, we're going to sort of promote the album in America for the first time and sort of bring a message over there um, for the first time ever. I hope they very get what... Shortly, yeah, very, the, um, the, ir 
That, well, that's cool because, look, the, the irony for me is I host a radio show here in Australia, but I've also got a podcast series, and the vast majority of yeah. my listeners randomly are in North America. I don't know how it's, how it's happened, but, you know, the viral nature of the internet. Wow. Things go where they go. and um, yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah, you can't predict it. You can't change it. No, you can't. Now, this is a very bold comparison, but you guys remind me of REM. Okay, so that's because of the lyrical themes. They're quite mm. brave lyrical themes. So, and, and you talk about college radio. I think that's really, it's a very positive thing that you just said then that, you know, the, the powers that be that are supporting the album recognize that that's where you guys need to be aimed toward. Because I think if you just get the run of the mill, again, excuse me, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but, you know, the Midwestern American who goes to malls and drives mm. their pickup trucks and the like. You know, they're not going to listen to Godsmack and Disturbed and all that sort of stuff. They're not going to get what you guys are doing. But yeah. If you if you get in with like what I what I refer yeah. to as the New York opinion forming set, big things await for you guys because you know the, mm. one of my favourite tracks released this year is one of yours. It's the track Power. I've listened to that mate half a dozen times back to back. Yeah. Today. <laughs> Thanks. You know, so I mean, I, I really hope yeah, it happens like it. for you. So you know, I mean, it's it's obviously is it is it one of those things where where the powers that be that are helping you with the band are they saying, look, America's the the great frontier. Let's go and tackle this thing. Um, not really. Just America. We basically um, we did pretty good in the UK um, on our first two albums, and we were really focused heavily on the UK. Um, and um, we just wanted to give everywhere else a, a running chance. So America is part of that, but also it's every territory, really. We want to kind of not be like, we don't just want to get massive in the UK from where we are now or, or get, you know, we're not trying to like go huge in America. We're just trying to bring everything up to a level where, you know, and sort of utilize the way that the music industry works now. Um, mm using online stuff therefore like global um pictures and you know stories that sort of resonate globally rather than just in one spot and just kind of um spread the message to everywhere equally um and then see where we're at um i'm not very i don't really have like big goals specifically big goals i just have a sort of like overwhelming urge to yeah keep moving forward so um yeah kind of not sure where we're going but the ride is what i'm concerned of yeah. making it good <laughs> you know what i mean the way that we get there and um and then just leaving everything else up to fate yeah it's a very good perspective and and look the other the key thing about your your lyrics mm. in particular mate they're universal themes you know yeah this is the second or third discussion I've had with a with a lyricist and, and singer this year about this, but there isn't a human being on the face of the planet that couldn't relate to the lyrical themes across kindness as the new rock and roll so tell me a little bit about that what what inspired you mm. I, I don't feel like you're bearing your soul so much as you're sort of standing back and making a commentary on these feelings that you express through your lyrics? Have I got that right, or, or are you actually bearing your soul? Um, I mean, there's a lot of... Um, there's a track on there called From Under Liquid Glass, which is very personal and yeah. magnificent. There's another very personal song. and the, But there's something about the album is that um, the duality of um, something that's very, very universal and a big, sweeping image about mankind... Um, but also at the same time is deeply personal and deeply sort of revealing about myself, um, which is a really difficult balance 
do strike on an album, but something that we work quite hard on. But the, the actual, like, the idea of kind of the new rock and roll as a record and as a mantra and as a song is definitely an observation. It's a sort of like an outward song. It's, and it's something that I generally just felt was happening um, and something that I saw around me and I was intrigued by just sort of like, you know, the sort of debate of like, well, oh, is rock and roll dead? Is guitar music dead? It's been going oh, yeah. on for so many years oh, and I don't God. think that it is at all. I don't think I don't think it is and I don't think it ever will be, but no. I do think that things are changing slightly and the whole sort of like, I don't know, I almost think about it as like a movement of kindness, especially within younger people around me and my sort of circles. It's really bizarre because it's kind of almost a straight trade-off where people are kind of losing their... Um, rock and roll behavioral patterns let's say and um <laughs> yeah sort of switching out for this sort of uh well-being and wholesomeness and uh you know not to say it isn't fun and still about having a good time but people are all about the the wholesome mystic good times at the moment which i think is pretty nice and trying to make the world a better place which um kind of is all put into that sentence kind of is the new rock and roll you know yeah, it does. It makes complete sense because for somebody like me of my vintage, okay, I was around when there was no internet, heavily involved in music and, and doing yeah. being a musician, and I've seen the internet come in through the late 90s, have the impact that it initially had where it sort of splintered apart record labels and all the rest of it through through Napster. It took about 15 years, it's fair yeah. to say, for the record industry to recover from that and work out that there was a way of recouping, uh, say, an urn from listening yeah. to music through streaming, if you like. But, you know, that that's only a small part of what the internet has done. The internet, all, what it's really done, I think, is it's it's the, the marketplace of ideas and whether they're good ideas or bad ideas, the bloody thing doesn't discriminate, does it? So yeah. one aspect of it where, yeah. you know, we're able to, you know, listen to TED Talks and all these wonderfully inspirational people, but then the other side of it, we can see these assholes in Syria and in Iraq and ISIS doing terrible and deplorable things to human beings, you know, and, and all manner of things in between, you know. So I think because we're so aware of what happens in the world at the moment, it impacts us. So, yeah, you're right about that. You know, the sex, drugs and rock and roll thing, yeah, you know, the Motley Crue thing is no longer valid, right? It's people like yourself that are stepping up to the plate. No, and, yeah, yeah. You know, you're making a conscious effort to actually contribute in a positive sense through your music to humanity. Yeah, it's kind of like it's no longer sort of like a good just to be a good person. You have to be a warrior for good now. You have to kind of like, I don't know, make it part of your identity. I think that, I mean, everyone has good in them. Everyone has bad in them. Like they're different beasts and yeah. we can feed whichever one we want. But um, I think it's good. It's, it's good to show it now. And like, it's cool to... You know, for me and my gang, it's like we're, we're hippies, like, I guess. Yeah. Um, in our, like, you know, grandparents' eyes. But, like, I think that's cool. And it's cool to show a little bit of that. And even if you're not, like, you know, going to festivals every month and you're not, like, tying a scarf around your head, there's ways that you can kind of embrace <laughs> a little bit of that in your life. You know, I've got friends. Yeah. I've got friends who work, like, in the city on the stock exchanges who I've met completely randomly. And I know they're good people. And like I get on with them, and like they they've got their hippie side, which they bring out or I bring out in them, and it's kind of groovy, you know. I <laughs> think like yeah. everyone can can get there, even if it's only a little bit. And like you can just be kind to those like one thing, just literally. <laughs> it's yeah. like so easy. Well, if, um, yeah, you just you know, it doesn't always have to be as flower power as I am, you know. Well, I think is you, what you're saying is really important because we've all been put on this earth 
through whether it be God or whoever's grace beyond the ether to do different things, right? And you're clearly here to spread a message through your music and you're doing that wonderfully well, but you're talking about your mates there. Well, there is, you know, if there is an industry in Australia at the moment, we've got a Royal Commission going on into our banking sector, which is, you know, we've got a fairly robust banking mm-hmm. sector here, but it turns out there's all sorts of dodgy behaviour because there's not a lot of oversight. And it really talks to humanity's yeah. tendency to just do what we do because we can get away with things as opposed to doing what we should be doing because it's the right thing to do. You know, um, we all have a conscience and we all know yeah. when we're straying from that. It shouldn't take an oversight committee to say, don't rip that mum and dad off out of their superannuation or life savings but through this investment and don't take that that massive commission <laughs> yeah, yeah, whether yeah. or not it goes goes south or north. I mean, it should be, you know, this is, God, that's a whole nother rabbit warren isn't it but yeah you said something really important there and that for somebody like me who has invested in listening to your music it, it actually gives it that extra dimension you know that that fourth dimension as i like to say into the person behind the lyric writer and it's really cool to know that and i think by extension if people listen to our discussion here and then choose to get into your music which i, I think that they definitely bloody will after listening to you talk so eloquently they've got that context <laughs> now Thanks. you know so yeah yeah um Sorry, oh, I was just going to say, I've got to, as I tend to do, mate. We bloody, we've only got a few more minutes left, so I better. Gosh, given we're talk, doing this for the Australian media, <laughs> for sake of the Australian media, I should ask you, mate. Yeah. Are, you, are you coming down here anytime soon? Have you had a lot of feedback from Australian fans and listeners over the years? Yeah, we've always actually. Australia's always been like a real strong place for us. Which is the same because it's so hard to get there. <laughs> you can't just can't just swim. You got to uh, you got to get there the long way. Go the long way around. Um, but yeah, we toured toured a few times. We did the grooving in the Move Festival um, in nice. 2015, which was killer. Yeah. And um, I mean, to be honest, yeah, we're doing we're plotting out now from uh, after festival season this year. And we're talking about coming to Australia as one of the first first things we do internationally. There's a few little depending things, um, but mm. it's on the cards this year or next, early next year, hopefully. Um, yeah, I've got my fingers crossed for it. It's always a treat. It's always uh, we always have very fond times. It's it's one of those things where, you know, for us, it doubles up as like you know when you go somewhere that you actually really want to go so yes. it's like you get like it's 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 half work half play yes. you know what I mean? no, <laughs> no one's kind of like oh my god i gotta go down everyone's like buzzing about it so um yeah, yeah we've cool. got fond memories and i'm sure that we will craft many more soon oh well fantastic mate i better let you go and give you at least a minute and a half or so whatever we've got left here before your next interview kicks off but look thank you so much for the chat congratulations on the album again man and hopefully we can catch up and have a beer when you come down to australia yeah for sure it's that when we're in um, australia and we should hang out that'll be groovy absolutely brother okay thanks very much mate all the best cheers man all right thank you very much bye-bye catch you You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Harry Koyser. He's the frontman and guitarist in a band from the UK called Peace. Really appreciate you listening.